God in the Old Testament told the children of Israel to whom he gave a sign. Israel had a sign that they were to have for themselves as the peculiar people of God, and it's called the Sabbath day. And it says in Exodus, it's a sign. It says in Deuteronomy, it's a sign. It says in Ezekiel, it's a sign to Israel. It says in Nehemiah 9, it's a sign to Israel. It's interesting. The Sabbath day is the only one of the Ten Commandments not repeated in the New Testament for a good reason. It was given to Israel, not to the world. But we should look at the blessings that are attached because if there's any part of the Sabbath that has been transferred and available to us, it sure is a neat thing. So starting in chapter 30, God offered these amazing things to his people in the Old Testament. And among these amazing offers, Isaiah 30 presents to us the beginning of some, some ways of life that we don't see very much of in our shallow and shallower culture. Here's verse 15 of Isaiah 30. For thus says the Lord God, the Holy One of Israel, in returning and rest you shall be saved. Now pause for a minute and look up. Did you know in Hebrews 3 and 4, it says there remaineth therefore a rest for the people of God. There is a Sabbath rest that's attached to salvation. And so what we find, if you want to know the conclusion of all this, is that when we were saved, we actually entered into the beginning of the ultimate Sabbath which is rest in our souls from striving to try and do enough to please God or striving to, to uh, keep enough rules so that we hope that, you know, that God will find us righteous or striving to run our own lives and accomplish everything. We just rest in the fact that we were bought at a price. So there's an element, Hebrews says, that every one of us in this room are experiencing of the Sabbath. And we'll see that. That's an entire study in itself. But look at the next part after the equation of rest with salvation, in quietness and confidence shall be your strength. Now look at verse 15's ending. But you would not. See, these people didn't want any part of it. They said, this Sabbath is, a, is awful. We don't like this. It's too regulatory. We can't, you know, it, we can't do our crop. We, we just don't like it and all these rules. And God says, but if you would return and rest you would have quietness and confidence in your life because when I run your life, you can quietly, confidently trust me and go through life. Well, go to chapter 48. It gets even better. And then you ought to see what 58 says. But 48.18 is beautiful. Oh, that you had heeded my commandments. And, and front and center in that, the, the big one was this whole Sabbath lifestyle of God's ownership of their time. This is what God promised. Your peace would have been like a river. This this nonstop flow of peace. Just, well, Jesus talks about that in John 7, uh, 37 to 39. Out of you will flow rivers of life-giving water. This peace was supposed to so fill their lives that it was to overflow into others like a river. And it doesn't stop there. Look at verse 18. And your righteousness are like the waves of the sea if you'll heed my commandments. What's that? Well, you walk down the ocean and mess the sand up, drag your feet all you want, kick, dig holes, take a shovel like the kids do, you know, and just excavate. After one tide, it's just as smooth, smoother than anything you could manufacture on your own. It's washed, it's all those grains are all beautifully 
lined up again. That's the, the new beginning that God offers constantly with his righteousness. He says, if you would just heed me, your righteousness will be like the waves of the sea. I will keep giving you a new beginning, a new beginning, a new beginning. I'll wash over your life. Now, go to chapter 58. And this is how we bumped into this. Right after fasting, 1 through 12, starts Sabbath day in 13, both with immense blessings that, that we already looked at, the fasting blessings. Now look at the Sabbath blessings. Wow. This really is pointed. Isaiah 58, God is talking to the Israelites through his great mouthpiece, Isaiah. And he says this, if you turn away your foot from my Sabbath, from the Sabbath, from doing your pleasure on my holy day. God calls the Sabbath my holy day. And if you call the Sabbath a delight, Sabbath was this whole system, this whole grid, this whole framework, this whole structure. If you say your structure is delightful, the holy day of the Lord honorable and shall honor him, the author of it, not doing your own ways. Don't manipulate ways around God's way. Not finding your own pleasure. Not speaking your own words and saying, this is what it means and I want you to do my way. Verse 14, then you shall delight yourself in the Lord. And I will cause you to ride on the high hills of the earth and feed you with the heritage of Jacob your father. The mouth of the Lord has spoken. Hmm. God was offering a life of quiet confidence, of peace that just keeps flowing like a river, of righteousness with new beginnings washing across their whole life like endless sea waves, and a delight that makes our souls soar like we're in the high places as we're fed by God. Whatever all that means, it sure sounds like God was offering something really nice if they would just heed him.